Sliced Apples Podcast with Alex and David. All right, two fans. Look, <laughs> I'm gonna give y'all a disclaimer. This man Brett, he's not on here, but we're texting him, and he's got us fired up. He got me fired up at least. Yeah, he's got you fired up, bro. I'm just here for he the got show. Me fired up. This man here is degrading the Texas A&M coaching job. He's um, like, he just has an issue with A&M. Like, I don't know. He's a smart guy. He must have gotten like denied or something from A&M, or he had a girl that came to visit him in Baton Rouge when he was at LSU, and you know, took him all the way to second base and then threw him out at third. You know, I I don't know what happened to my man Brett, but he hates A&M for some reason, and he will not admit it. But he hates A and M. It's pretty funny. I I think. It, I think the main thing is it throws me off because I figured he would be a very reason because he's so analytical. You know, you got Brett's best bets. If you read his article, you know he's very in tune with the numbers and things like that. But two fans, some of this horse shit he is throwing at me and Alex is just like. La La Land, like just made up, quote unquote, intangibles, like nothing. And that's the last thing I expect from him. If anything, I'm the I'm the type of dude that throws out some bullshit like that, some some war stats or something. Love, like, love me some bullshit intangibles that nobody understands. Love them. Like, you know, stuff like, you know, what is something he said? He said something about. Here, I'll just read. I'll read. I'll read it for you, so we can we can uh, get it out there. So, obviously, we've been talking, asking his opinion on who, and this is a great segue into like who A and M is going to hire because they fired Jimbo, which that's a whole thing. We'll get into it, but just to double down on what you were kind of talking about. So naturally, uh, David poked the bear, and we we're just going back and forth, and Brett. It's now 5.10 p.m. Brett, uh, this started at 4.47 p.m. today. So this has been about 20 minutes. He's been going ballistic. And um, one of the messages, and I'm not going to go, I mean, I'm just going to spit them all out no, here. Look, look, look. Essentially. No, I've got the list here, this text. So he, this is according to Brett, his opinion about A&M. We don't have a natural recruiting ground like LSU, Bama, and Georgia. The team doesn't have the same passion we aren't quote representing anyone and the number of kids who grow up thinking quote i want to play for a&m is way less than the blue bloods you are the little brother in the program a little brother program in your home state your fans don't travel well your national sports brand is lower than others your home field advantage isn't the same as the top schools you don't have the history of on-field success your boosters are way too involved in the program similar to the problem Texas has. Georgia is the number one program in the uh, number one program in one of the best football states in the country. Okay. Yeah. That, that's another thing. What, do, what does that mean? Like when you read that, obviously we don't have Brett here to defend himself, but what I think it's kind fuck? of more fun because I don't mean any ill will by him. I think it's pretty accurate to say that he just generally dislikes uh, A&M. But, but his, like when you when you solid. <laughs> when you read that, see that that's the kind of stuff that I just I just wouldn't expect from Brett because he he's just yeah he's a numbers guy. So yeah, Georgia is the number one state for football. Is the I, number I, one program in one of the best football states in the country? Football states, I mean, football states. So I just need to know: was Georgia relevant? I mean, I, when I mean relevant, I mean, like, were they in the national title conversation year after year before Kirby Smart got there? I don't think so. Let me just and one of my points, two fans, I was trying to say is, you'd be surprised what a good coach comes in and how it turns it around. Because before Kirby Smart, this wasn't, we wouldn't be saying, we wouldn't, this one, Georgia wouldn't really be, we wouldn't talk like this about Georgia. Um we really wouldn't. I mean, they had, they had the talent that come in because I mean, look at guys in the NFL came from Georgia. You know, you got like Nick Chubb, Matt, Matthew Stafford, um, to to name it, Todd Gurley, 
to name a few of some fucking phenomenal talents. They weren't always in the national title picture. They weren't. Like, for a few years there, the SEC East was kind of bleh. Like, yeah. there, there, were, there was no one over there. It was just the West, and if Alabama, and Alabama getting through the West, and then bullying whoever came out of the East in the conference champion, the SEC championship game. And so, my main point is, historical success does not make a job more or less uh, desirable by coaches. Um, just, yes, A&M has not had the on-field success. That does not mean that it is not a top-tier coaching gig because you know the Ohio States of the world, the Alabamas of the world, the LSUs of the world, the Georgias, you know what they have, why they have that historical success? Because of money, resources, and facilities. Mm. Essentially money. Money is the resource. Mm. And we have every, we're in Texas. Bro, cream, Texas. bro. Cash roll everything around me, bro. Cream. And, and I'm not even saying money as in like people will probably think money as in, oh, you'll buy your players, blah, 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 blah. No. That, that's not what I mean by money. Like recruiting, we're in Texas, dude. Best players in the country come from Texas. And if, you're, if you don't think that, then... You're from California. That, that, yeah, there's a, <laughs> literally you, what you that got, is. You, you, got you're you got some You got something <laughs> else messed up with you. Because... Uh, yeah. Anywho, talk about speaking of one of the best football states. I mean, geez, Friday Night Lights. Texas yeah, that was. Worship. I mean, that was going to be my deal. Is you know, natural recruiting ground. The first point I mentioned, like LSU, Bama, and Georgia. That's Louisiana, Alabama, and Georgia. So you're excluding the two largest football states, which is Texas and California. Like I think that's fair to say. I don't um, even think LSU is okay. If anything. I feel like LSU kind of tries to come to Texas to recruit some. I mean, they got, they got like it actually players actually coming from, but I Louisiana. do want to, to let you keep, I want to, I want to have you keep going, but I wanted to back your point here. So Kirby smart started with Georgia in 2016. That was his first season, um, eight and five that season. And then just real quickly from 2016, uh, to this year. So eight and five in 2016, 13, two, 11, three, 12, two, eight, two, 14-1, Before him was a guy, I didn't know this. I don't know Georgia football history, but Mark Reich, I think Mark is how you Rick. pronounce his name. Rick. Rick? Yeah. Something like that. Um, Funny so, enough, uh, Max Johnson's uncle. Oh, I did not know that. Interesting. Mm -hmm. um, 2012 was the last time they were top five in the final AP polling, um, obviously pre-college football playoffs. And then 2007 was their highest finish. Uh, yeah, their highest finish of this century. So 2007, they finished second overall in the final AP polling. Um, and only three times outside in, in this decade. So 20, 2000 to 2016, only three times they finished top five in the final AP polling. Um, I could pull the numbers on Kirby Smart, but I think it's pretty obvious that you know, he's got more than three in the he, last. He, he's, you know, he's been very successful. And, <laughs> so. and so when Kirby Smart came in, Georgia wasn't in a less desirable job because Mark Rick had been shitting the bed. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, the thing is, too, it, it, it's, I feel like it's coming as kind of a shock to people around the country because we're new. We're, we're new to the SEC just joined in 2012 honestly everything before manzel i feel like is irrelevant just because we 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 we're not the same we're not the same program we're not the we're not the same just everything is is not the same um once manzel kind of draw a parallel sorry to interrupt you i think you can kind of draw a parallel um between that and uh, the old LSU coach, um, who coaches Ed UNC Orgeron? now. Oh, Mac, Mac Brown. Uh, Mac Brown, yeah, Mac Brown. Thank you, Mac he, Brown. He, and then, not, well, I, I'm saying, 
Uh-uh. What are you saying? He wasn't the LSU coach. Who was the LSU coach before Ogeron? I thought it was Mac uh, Brown. No, he was no. Texas coach. My bad. Yeah, he was the Texas coach. Before Mac Brown. Dang, that's before a good Ogeron. I'd have to I mean, look. Ogeron. But the point I was making is that, like, kind of like the Joe Burrow, when Joe Burrow came in and now LSU post Joe Burrow, it's it's similar in a way to the Johnny effect is that LSU is kind of a different program since they had Joe Burrow because Joe Burrow is like that dude like he well, is that dude to be fair LSU the one thing LSU is, does do from time to time they do hire less miles that's who less miles how do we forget Thank less you. miles yeah but as of recent every LSU coach that comes in wins a natty I mean less miles you yeah. got Ed Orgeron before Les mm-hmm. Miles. I know Nick Saban was there. Yeah. Um, so add Nick Saban to the list. I mean, Brian Kelly just started his tenure, so we'll see. But their past three, three head coaches at least have won national championships at LSU. Yeah. So yeah. give credit where credit's due. LSU, they hire great coaches. They hire correctly. Um, that A&M, that's all we're really missing. We're just missing that great head coach. We have everything. We have the recruiting ground. We got Texas. We got money. All the money, you open up the pockets, the checkbooks, anything you want, we can buy it. We're not buying players. That's not what I mean. I don't mean players. Um, facilities. We got the fan base. Like, bro, we just packed over 100,000 people in Kyle Field. For a game against Mississippi State, that means absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. It really didn't. Um, with our third string quarterback starting, it, I mean, we A and M fans are are loud, proud, and dedicated. Um, what what else? I mean, don't, literally, we have the talent. Even right now, our roster right now, it has championship cal. It's championship caliber talent. It's not. We don't have some Joe Schmoes out there. Um, we just don't have the coach that could put the talent t- together correctly. And, I mean, first of all, we... I feel like this is just, like, something with, like, our generation where people who grew up around our age, like, late 20s, mid-20s, early 30s, like, they just don't have A&M in their head as, like, like, ab- like even able to be a top five program in college football. Like they just don't like, it's not in there. They think like Texas, Michigan, Ohio state, LSU, Bama, USC, like all the other, but they there's like, for whatever reason, some resistance to like say A&M and you see it in the mainstream media too. Like people don't put us in there now. Have we earned it? No, but we have had moments along the way that are worthy of recognition, like the number one recruiting class of all time. You know, early college football that first week with Desmond Howard picking us to be in top four. Like we just we we don't we aren't consistently in the conversation. And it feels like there's almost like iron gates to get in that conversation. Like they just do not want to let the Aggies in. And I don't I don't understand it because I have no issue letting in anybody into that conversation of who's the top program in the US in, in college football. I should say in the country. Um, and I really, and people like, you know, I'm trying to think, but people like really like Texas, like they, they, the people that are in that iron gated circle don't really want to exit either. They still make themselves relevant every year, no matter what the off season changes are, no matter what other teams might arise or, or fall. It's like the LSUs, the Texas, the, I mean, really just those two, like, honestly, they're just like, we are, the blue blood like we are and it's like okay i understand lsu won a national championship recently like but when was the last time texas won a national championship when was the last time prior to that lsu won a cha- championship like it could have been you know it's more than a&m it's always it's always going to be more than a&m i get that but if you're going to let people in the conversation bro you should let the aggies in the conversation every once in a while and equally there should be some teams that or some programs that are not in the conversation anymore what happened to clemson like, are we still considering Clemson a top program? Is that is that seat, if Dabo leaves, is that seat more attractive than A&M? Like, is that? 
You know, if Col- if Dion leaves Colorado, is that seat more attractive than AM? You know what I mean? Like, wh- at what point do we just look at it and go, okay, like 110,000 people in the stadium? They're usually in the top 10 to 15 in recruiting every single year. They've got the best facilities. They're in the best conference in college football. They play top competition every year. Like, let's give the Aggies their due. Like, they may not be there yet, but they're, I mean, trending in the right direction. I think firing Jimbo is trending in the right direction, to be honest, because he clearly wasn't getting the job done. So, I'm... I don't know if I want to say I'm going to have to disagree with you or... Mm -hmm. I just, I think you're arguing, arguing a totally different thing. Um, I am what you were arguing. I understand from the opposite perspective of why they don't consider us a premier program. I mean, as far as the results on the field, we really aren't because we, I mean, we just like, we don't have those results to prove that, but that's different from the A&M job being one of the top premier head coaching jobs in college football, because it is, because you have everything you, you, can, you can want and have all the things that those schools you mentioned, the Blue Bloods, whatever, what they have, minus the historical success, we have all of that, everything. We, I mean, we even have, like, I mean, another factor that was never mentioned or involved is you know a lot of these players they want to go to the nfl they like to see which programs like produces nfl talent and uh i don't know if y'all like are blind or something a&m proves a&m pushes in some nfl talent i don't know see miles garrett von miller mm. i know everybody's gonna be like oh what about johnny what about johnny of course that's all you're going to think about, Johnny. I mean, this year, look at Devon A-Chain, bro. Come on, man. Uh, Josh Reynolds. Need I go on? So, Christian it, Kirk. It, it's not Christian Kirk, yeah. We're, we're not as far as like... Mike Evans. Sorry, I could keep going. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. You could keep going. I, and I mentioned, I didn't even mention, like, I left some out. But the, the main thing is we... Yes, on the field, as far as what we produce every year, we're not, we're not a premier program. Uh, but with the right coach in place, we can become a premier program. And that's why this, the A&M job is one of the top head coaching gigs you can get. It's not like, let's just take a random, let's just take a random school like uh, Vanderbilt. Bro, like Vanderbilt's in the SEC, but they're never gonna they're they're never gonna be a top head coaching destination because they don't they're not they're more academics and whatnot. They're not they don't have open checkbooks for the football program. Tennessee is not a recruiting hotspot, and even then, I mean, the University of Tennessee has pretty much probably has that territory locked down. Um, You know, there's a lot of things like that that's never going to change for Vanderbilt. Like, they will always have that going against them. A&M, we have everything you would want as a coach. And historical success really shouldn't play a factor because who wants to follow Nick Saban? Who wants to follow Kirby Smart after they're done? Like, you know how much pressure that is? Why don't you want to come to A&M and be the first coach, get that natty, and you're fucking, you, you're going to have a statue in Kyle Field, and you're, you're set for life. I mean, we just paid Jimbo $76 million to fuck off. So imagine if you come in and win a natty, how much we will pay you. Yeah. And so... It, and the people that uh, try and not make it about money, like that's the real fantasy world is like you're not you really don't think money has weighs at all. Like there's there's no there it doesn't it doesn't weigh at all in this conversation, money or how much you can earn from a job. Really? Like really? Like you want to go for the prestige of some of the really 
like okay let me approach you and say it's it's the classic thing bro like when people talk about i can't believe that this player left to go play for some other team in a different state and i go up to that person and i ask them let's say let's say you're a retailer at heb like you're just like a cashier it's like if i paid you ten dollars more an hour to go work at kroger as a cashier are you gonna do it it's like no well okay twenty dollars thirty forty fifty hundred dollars more an hour to go work somewhere else doing the same job like really at a certain point it's not going to make a difference like you're gonna your your moral standard for working at heb is too high it's like no if i pay you two hundred dollars more an hour to go work somewhere else doing the same job you're gonna take it like don't act like you aren't so when you have these coaches and it's like sure you can work you can go work at this this university prestige whatever you want to name it you know, 50 million but then the aggies come in and they're like yeah we'll pay you 150 million it's like 100 million dollars isn't going to make you kind of like think twice about it really like let's not live in fantasy land man like money talks money all will always talk always talk so that's that's well, silly I mean, to me what do you think the blue bloods have they have money that's oh, why they're right. blue bloods and also, there's this notion that I feel like maybe 15, 20 years ago, this was a thing. But I feel like nowadays, kids are not growing up like when they're playing football. Oh, I really, my whole, I spent my whole life wanting to play for Georgia, bro. Certainly a lot less. Not, it's certainly a lot less. It, at least not for like the five-star top talents. Yeah, uh, I mean, you, you just look at the transfer portal, dude. Like, everybody's moving around everywhere. There's no, there is nobody that's like, oh yeah, I've wanted to play for Georgia my whole life. I love no. Georgia. If they're if they're saying that, they're they're a walk on that pr- probably is trying to earn a scholarship. Yeah, they're the mailman. You don't. They're the mailman, bro. You, you don't. You don't. You don't hear. You don't hear freaking uh, number one overall five-star uh recruits saying like i've i'm committed to uh lsu i've 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 been lsu fan my whole life i no, they always certainly a lot less it's certainly a lot less than it was that's for sure because it's because because there's so many because they know i guess in a way nowadays players know their value they Uh know and i'm not talking once again not talking in the money sense it's just I think they have a better sense of like their value and that, you know, some of these schools have the same things to offer. So it's like, you know, how do you, how do you, I mean, like really, how do you differ between Georgia? If your final three is Georgia, Alabama, and I don't know, Ole Miss or whatever, just put in some random Florida. Mm-hmm. Like what, 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 the coach yeah, it's, it's, it's always it's, the coach yes exactly it's, and so the coach is, is like a it's a paternal figure it's like a second father figure for a lot some of them it's their only father figure like maybe their high school coach or maybe somebody along the way but like the coach i was just listening to a podcast um with jason williams white chocolate on it and he was talking about the reason that he ended up going to the college he did was because of the coach like the coach has in immense it was uh, billy donovan who ended up coaching for the Thunder at the time he was coaching for, I don't remember if it was like ball state or something like that, that he at Grambling or whatever that Jason Williams went to. And then the year he got there, he redshirted and Billy Donovan left to go to Florida. And so it was this whole conversation about prior to the transfer portal. How does he do this? Cause he wants to go play for Billy Donovan. He doesn't give a shit where Billy Donovan is Florida. Like I don't care about Florida. I'm going to play for Billy Donovan. Like it's the same thing for Nick Saban. You always hear like, players that come in that are five-star running backs and they're the third string when they'd be the first string, like getting 30 touches a game at any other school, but they go play for Alabama because it's Nick Saban. It's Nick freaking Saban, dude. Like you're going to go, you're going to go play for him. So the coach means a lot in these conversations. That's, that's where I think Brett kind of lost me is like, yeah, if we go wallet whip a coach, like, yeah, it is. It's not like it used to be like, it's not, the olden days where it's like, oh, you got to build it from the ground up and you got no like you can walk into like A&M and have, you know, however much money we have in boosters and wallet whip a coach and like put together great facilities and NIL. Like you can piece it together pretty quick. Like if we get the right coach, 
Like they could be contending for a national championship within two years. Like I really believe that because there is just so much already there. Like you were kind of alluding to like you hit the ground running, like within, you know, the first year is figuring everything out. The second year, like you could contend if you've got your shit together, you got your ducks in a row. So that's my opinion. All right. So I'm, I'm going to throw some names out there. I just want you to give, give your vibe. What what do you think? Yes. Potential, potential coaches for us. My knowledge Um, is very limited, but go for it. uh, Yeah. I mean, I'll try to, I'm not going to go in in depth or anything. I mean, I don't really know much either. I'm more, when it comes to the coaching scene, I'm more aware of NFL like oh, coaching absolutely. trees and whatnot. I'm, I'm locked in on the NFL, but then we start talking college, and it's like, are we looking at like high All school right. people, like people who are successful in high school? <laughs> they moving up? All right, all right, all right. So, what about Lanning? That's the number one that I've been hearing everywhere. Lanning from Dan Lanning, Oregon. Even though he said okay, so- he's not, he's not going to go anywhere. But what, what, what are your feel? So he's the Oregon coach right now. Yes. In Oregon is number five right now. Six. He's Oregon head coach, and he was previously the defensive smart. coordinator under Kirby Smart. Yeah, see, the issue with that is I'd have to check what Oregon is ranked. They're six right now. Why, 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 he, does that, why does that matter? Because my point is, is why would you walk away from that? If you're the head coach of the number six team and the college football playoff is expanding to 12 next year, like why would you walk away from that? The Ooh, Oregon, okay. Oregon job, go. Oregon that's job right. is pretty, that's, that's an, that'd be a good job. Cool jerseys. Love their jerseys. I, I, just, want, I just would love to see the A&M oil money versus Nike, Oregon Nike money. That that that's that's kind of a nice like wins, little bro. face off. I know people don't people, but people outside of Texas don't understand that they don't. They don't. Understand they don't get it, bro. Money. All money's different, bro. All money is different. Yeah, it was funny. I was telling my boss that, and he was like, "Yep, you know, right now when I just fueled up my car, my truck before coming here, I'm like, yep, all that money going to Texas A&M, bro. Yeah, all that, right, all that money bro. you just filled up your truck with. All yeah. right, all right." Lane Kiffin. I don't know. Like, nah, yeah, no, not really. Just because, like, you gotta give me more, man. I mean, but he had okay. So he's at Ole Miss, right? That's the Ole Miss head coach, correct? Just making sure I'm not yes. stupid. Okay. Yes. I mean, I can look it up, but what has Ole Miss really done? Like, what have you done for me lately? Okay, like, now you're as making far this as... not fun. Okay. It, the thing is, Ole Miss, yes, he hasn't, like, won, been in the playoff picture or anything, but that's... You got to understand, Ole Miss, where his recruiting... He, he's kind of out-recruited. He's, he can't... I, Lane yeah, Kiffin I can't you. really... Doesn't have first grabs at the top talents because, you know, it's Ole Miss. So, he's been there four years... Um, he's been to one bowl game. It was the COVID bowl game, the Outback Bowl. He won. He won one. The next two years, twenty one and twenty two, he finished ten and three and eight and five respectively, and he lost to the Sugar Bowl and Texas Bowl respectively. And then this year, he's eight and two. Um, I don't hate it, but like, like we're talking about like people that are gonna get us there, like that we. Bro, it's because that's why I didn't like that you looked it up. I need you to go deeper than the records. Like Lane Kiffin was the former offensive coordinator under Nick Saban for a long time, bro. Like okay, okay, it, it, I'll, it, I'll close. Like, I close you know, all the browsers. I close all of them. So I'm just here raw. Like, like you know, you, you gotta you gotta think about it. Yes, he hasn't had that success in Ole Miss, but Ole Miss isn't Texas A&M. So you like you what? like Lane Kiffin in this? You think Lane Kiffin would be good? For I don't this? I don't hate him. At first, I was kind of like, uh, Lane Kiffin, really? Yeah. But then I started thinking about it. The one the things I like about Lane Kiffin, he's young. Yeah, at least on the younger end of the spectrum for coaches. Um, innovative. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he it, he won all those. He was with Offensive all those national minded. championship winning. Mm-hmm. You know, I I kind of like his. Sw- his swag. I yeah, kind of like the, the moxie he has. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
he, he's somebody I could get behind as my coach because he, he, he doesn't put up a bullshit. He's going to talk. He gonna, he's going to talk shit and hit you in the mouth. Um, yeah. I kind of like that. Now, the, the, the thing that kind of draws me back is his previous like coaching record. I'm not like before he went back to Alabama, you know, remember mm-hmm. once upon a time he was head coach of the Raiders. Um, it, it, that didn't go so well. I know NFL and college football are totally different, but I just, I, I've liked so far what he's, huh? When did he coach the Raiders? Dude, I can't even remember. How long was ago? Him? I'm pretty sure he coached the Raiders. Um, remember when he was at USC for like, <laughs> he got like, ran out of week, USC? They... Yeah, didn't they? So, they? They had him for like a week and then they hired Lincoln Riley, right? Wasn't it him who they replaced? Oh, no, that was, no, that was a, no, this was a long okay. time ago, bud. Okay. Long time okay. ago. Uh, so he has had some failures. He kind of reminds me, as far as his previous head coaching failures, he reminds me a lot of Josh McDaniels is his NFL comp. Josh McDaniels, offensive, offensive coordinator under Bill Those Belichick leaders. for a long time, won titles. But every time he goes to get a head coach, every time he goes head coach, it fucking blows up and it explodes. And they both coach for the Raiders, um, Now, I don't, I don't think he's... Kiffin's quite as bad. That's just kind of like a the best comp I could think of in the NFL. Yeah. I don't love it, but I don't hate it at the same time. It's it, if they do end up if that ends up being the choice, I would still be excited. I would be excited. Yeah, yeah I mean Dabo Sweeney. Oh, that's my number one. If we if we got Davo to me. Like, I get it. Like, Clemson, ACC, like, I get it. You know, the level of competition. But to me, like, what he built out there and what, what does he say? Little old Clemson. Little old Clemson just here. Like, we're just going to keep doing our little. Like, I love that. That's what I was kind of texting back and forth with Brett about. What my message was is, like, we haven't really had between Sumlin and Jimbo, somebody who's come in and successfully established, like, a championship mindset, a mentality, a this is what you need to do to get the job done. Like we have done this or I have done this coach speaking. And this is the steps you need to take to get it done. We witnessed under Jimbo's era. I brought it up in the text most recently last year, the players smoking pot in the locker room the day before the game and going out the night before game. Like it was like, that's not, you're not establishing a culture or or mindset or mentality of like, we're winning a championship, like no matter what. And I think Dabo with the way, like how he was able to take Clemson from where they were to what they became. Um, I mean, it's, it's past tense now. I think that is, that's the kind of coach that I want. And I, I just love him. I think he, I think he just embodies like a good Southern like coach. Like, I just like the way he sounds, he carries himself. Like I like the way he represents Clemson. I almost said represented, but represents Clemson currently. Like, I think, I think he would be good for the university. I disagree with you. I don't want. I don't want any part of Dabo. So you uh, you are interested in Lane Kiffin, who has never won a national championship, but you're but you're not interested in Dabo, who's won two in the past ten years. I think. I think he's won something two. like that. But you gotta you look just look at it. Dabo, if we get Dabo, it's another Jimbo hire. Jimbo, so. yes, it is. Dabo hasn't been successful since Deshaun Watson left, bro, or Tr- Trevor Lawrence. Since he had Deshaun yeah. Watson and Trevor Lawrence, two right. phenomenal quarterbacks, and hasn't had success since Trevor Lawrence left. Just okay, like but in, but Jimbo, reality, Jimbo had his success with with Jameis Winston. Okay. I don't, I don't like, I don't like that track record Ed, where Ed Orgeron had success with Joe Burrow. You know. Uh, uh, it wasn't even Joe. No, okay. Literally, had, you could go through the list, and everybody, everybody falls in that category except for Nick Saban. Like everybody, that's why he's the goat. Because Kirby the, Smart. The, okay, Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart. That's another one. Sure, we've had four years. Did I say of Kirby Smart? Five years. The, 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 the main thing I'm trying. The main point I'm trying to get that's at is that it. Disgusting. You know. It's. I feel like it would be the same shit as when we hired Jimbo. I feel like it would be the same thing. 
because I don't think Jimbo's problem was ever like uh, his, the discipline and whatnot. I, I think that, Jimbo I think that was the number one problem. No, I, I really don't think so. Now, the event you're referring to last year, you got to understand that that was part of the number one recruiting class in which, you know, we allegedly paid, paid a lot of those players. So they weren't bought in to, to begin with. And we, we learned from that and we moved forward from it. But I blame more of that rather than Jimbo not being undis- undisciplined as a coach and not disciplining his football team. Jimbo, his issue was X's and O's, strictly on the field. Like, he, he's a dinosaur, dude. Like, he, he just never evolved. Yes, he won a national championship back in 2013 14. or whenever it was. Yeah. Pre-college pre football playoff. But, like, football is a game of adjustments, evolving. That's why, personally... I like Lane Kiffin just because I want somebody that's gonna be fresh with the times and and innovative and not just put out the same old shit. And Dab Dabo, honestly, I, I just can't I, I can't roll with it because he hasn't really had that and I'm not talking about where, you know, he, he literally went from having Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence, national title picture every year to bro just like just obscurity they're like nobody literally i mean their record is probably the same they had well they had a they they went out and got that dj ukulele guy yeah and then mispronouncing his name but it was a mess and then then kicked him to the curb yeah, now I, I think he, he transferred out and he's ball, he's actually balling. I forgot yeah, where he's he, Oregon State now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, less competition. Ball, I'm, uh, but hey, what shouldn't that say something to you, Alex? No, I think that, lower he, competition he, in a different system. Like everybody operates. Like we've seen in the NFL several times, a player gets recruit or gets uh, gets uh, drafted and then does terrible in that system and then gets into a different one and it fits their skill set better. Like but, I, but I don't it, think that's that was. That's what we've been dealing with all these years. Don't you see that? That I do why? Because DJ obviously had the talent because he's balling out at Oregon State. Dabo, why couldn't you make use of that talent? Because Klubnik doesn't look better than DJ. I mean, I isn't I don't that red flag? Agree with you. Like, you, what you're saying is blame the toy maker, not the toy. Like, I, I get what you're saying. Like, it's it's Dabo's fault that DJ was not successful at. Uh, Clemson because he obviously transferred to Oregon State and he's successful there so it must be Davo's fault like I'm saying there's other variables in the equation besides the coach and the player in the two schools like I'm saying strength of schedule the system that he's put in you know the pieces around him like whether they be bad or good expectations um, you know things like that like it's it, it, it could be down to like I mean I'm not I'm not ready to blame Dabo for DJ Ukulele like for that scenario. Like I'm not blaming Dabo solely. I don't know the play. I don't know him well enough. I don't know Dabo well enough. I haven't watched either of them with each other without each like I don't know. But I am not ready to blame Dabo for that. Um it, it's I it's the same shit yeah. as almost the same shit as Sumlin losing both Kyle Allen and Kyler Murray at the same time. Okay, that is different. That was really bad on someone's part because he quite literally gave Kyle Allen the job over Kyler. That is so bad on his part. The thing is, you're, you're, I, I understand Dabo. He has his good personality. He's like, you, that you're, you're drawn all moxie, into that. Bro. He's the definition you're, of moxie. You're drawn all into that. That, like you said, that Southern just like comfort and whatnot. But I, I want to fucking win. I don't want to be have Southern Jimbo. Won. Jimbo had S- Southern comfort. I want to fucking win. And Jimbo had one one time, and this guy has one several times. And what's the common denominator between both of them? They stopped winning when their quarterback, when their top talent quarterbacks left, or the other teams just got better and they couldn't compete anymore. So it's like a cyclical thing, like everything is. <laughs> I mean. It, I'm just saying I'm not settling for mediocrity and that's what we're going to get with da- Dabo. I, okay, my, like, what I don't understand in your argument is you're, you're literally saying 
Dabo isn't good this year, and that's why he's not no, a good coach. He, he has hasn't to have, been good since Trevor Lawrence left. He hasn't been good. So you have to have a good quarterback in order to be a good coach. Right? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying okay. in his in his situation in Clemson, is it a coincidence that his best years is when he had the – I'm not talking about just – good quarterbacks i'm talking about some no, of it's the absolutely great, not a quarter it's he not, had it's not a he had generational he, talent yeah. at the quarterback position ed orgeron with joe burrow or bryce young with nick saban or yes and I, i'm and i'm not but i'm not sitting here telling you i want to i want to hire ed orgeron because i don't okay because i know because i know he that, that he, 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 he had that one one year i mean one not just year, joe burrow good year. not just joe burrow that whole lsu team is like Probably the best team. Yeah, dude. One Justin of the best Jefferson teams ever in college. And, and, and uh, who's the other one? Jamar Chase. Um, but I'm just saying that's why Dabo kind of it, it turns me off because I just feel like it's history repeating itself. I feel like right. it's a very similar situation from when we hired Jimbo and why we hired Jimbo. Dude. Bro. How, how is, how, how, I mean, how is Dabo? Dude, his any stats different? are in fucking sane, dude. From 2012. To 2021, he only lost two end-of-year bowl games. And it was the Sugar Bowl in 2020 and the Orange Bowl. Oh, sorry, Sugar Bowl in 2020 and the Sugar Bowl in 2017. But he won two national championships, made it to two others in the span of 2015 to 2019. So those four years. That would be the... Uh, Deshaun Watson and uh, Lawrence. Uh, Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, but he's been coaching since 2010. It looks like, yeah, 2010 he started, and he's only had once. This is his second season since 2010 that he will not have double digit wins, bro. His second season in 13 years 10 and 4, 11 and 2, 11 and 2, 10 and 3, 14 and 1, 14 and 1, 12 and 2, 15 and 0, 14 and 1. 10 and 2, 10 and 3, 11 and 3. Bro, like he's once once he's again you're getting you're getting stuck on these records, bro. What I do told you, mean? you to you stop. Want to our record, bro. Look, our record. Bro, dude, do you look, it's either you're way. Did, you but no, I don't I, I just don't want the record is because you said he wasn't successful without a quarterback. And I'm showing you right now he's only had two seasons with single digit wins. Yes, and one of those years. other seasons lead to. I want to win championships, bro. When did he win championships? That's how you when he win had the championships, best. You stack W's. He won championships with generational quarterbacks. Bro, you have to have generational quarterbacks too. What win side of the ball does he coach, it. Alex? What side of the ball does he coach? I don't know what side of the ball does he coach. I'm not sure. The defense exactly. is a defensive okay. guy. I have Kate, no idea. Kate, Kate, I, Do you know? Point proven. Honestly, I don't. I fucking okay, don't. But- Okay, there and you that go. That bothers me. That bothers me. I want to know which side of the ball he coaches. He coaches. He's not de- he's offensive. He because vo- he had Brent Venable. Venable. Oh yeah, you're the right. defensive yeah, coordinator. He's now the Oklahoma coach, yeah. Yeah, now the Oklahoma coach. Yeah, he's offensive. Um, yeah. Urban Meyer. No, I don't want Urban Meyer. He's got blood me pressure issues. He's too me neither. old. Me neither. Why would I want that's he's old. Hey, it's just a name that was thrown out there. He's like Jimbo in 10 years, literally. I mean, not age exact, not number exact, but like that'll be Jimbo in 10 years or five years or another year. <laughs> oh, be on TV. Ultimately, I just want, I want somebody that's. You want Lane Kiffin. That's what that's I don't what want. Said. I just don't. I mean, the thing is like we both discussed before talking about this. We're, we don't have too much knowledge over the coaching in college football that's why i'm using lane kiffin as my best example because he's one of the well, few Dabo. that i that was the first like, name that came to mind for me was Dabo when when he was fired that was the first i, I want one. i want i want innovative like even before when we um when we were when we were hiring jimbo i, I wanted somebody like fresh innovative maybe like a not exactly lincoln lincoln riley but a rinket, something like that, where he's he's young, he he has this like, he, he's always, always something new, something fresh. I just don't, I don't want to look at watch the bubble games. screens. I don't want to see bubble screens anymore. I don't, I don't want to watch the games and be like, you know, it's one thing if we just like lose a close, tough game, 
to Alabama or something. I'm tired of watching these fucking games and being like, bro, what is up with the coaching on here, bud? Like, what? Like, why are we? Oh, we can't block. Why don't we run? I don't know. Quick passes to yeah. offset. You know, the O line not being able to block the quarterback. Oh, but no, yeah. we're just gonna try keep chunking it. Oh, why don't we get our skill, our best players involved? Like, you know how angry it makes me watching AM play and we can't we're barely getting the ball to Anaya Smith. We're barely getting the ball to Evan Stewart. Like where where's the motion? You know, we don't have any motions going on. That helps a quarterback a lot in identifying what defense what the defense is running and whatnot. It, it's just why do I know things like this? But Jimbo doesn't. I don't want that anymore. That's that's it. I just don't want that anymore. Is that fair? It's 100% fair. I don't like watching Texas A&M football either. It's pretty miserable at this moment. I will say that the last time that Dabo Sweeney lost four games in a season was 2011. So, there you go. I, I don't I just don't think Dabo's that the answer. I just don't. I now, I don't know now, the answer. Now, 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 if he were to be the hire, I would still be excited because, like, I, I'm an opt- I'm just an optimist. I, I try to see the bright thing, and so I will think like, okay, he's a national championship winning head coach that has respect around the league, mm-hmm. and I'm willing to ride for it if that's. And he knows how to well, recruit because he recruited Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence. Like he knows how to recruit. Yes. So if that's what Ross Bjork, the athletic director, thinks is, you know, our saving grace, I'm all for it. Because I'm just a guy on a podcast with a mic. Six years in a row, number one. I really don't know anything. But I still, he's not my top choice. I I, I have, I I mean, I just rather. Career 75% win. When I just feel like there's seven. better candidates out there. Okay. No. I don't. I don't know him. You though. think you know. think he's the best candidate? I don't know any of them. I don't know any of the candidates. I just <laughs> like Dabo Sweeney that much. It would be funny though, the whole Lane Kiffin arc, how it comes back around because he always like was shit he was just shitting on AM like in Jimbo for paying the players, playing the recruits. And then now he then he would come turn around, all right, hey, yeah, you offer me how much money? All right, bet I'm gonna come coach for y'all cuz. Um yeah, at the end of the day, bro, a hundred million dollars is a hundred million dollars. And people who think that money doesn't Cash doesn't rule everything around me, bro. I think you gotta I think you gotta realize that, you know, you have a hundred million dollars. Like your kid and your kids' kids don't ever have to work. And that means a lot more than football. <laughs> and uh since we're on the topic of coaches, coaching carousel, the Bills got beat by the Broncos on Monday night football, and in the day after Bill's offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, gets fired. How about those apples? That is, uh, he'll be remembered for smashing the Microsoft Surface more than he'll be remembered for anything else. That's what he'll be remembered for. And the fact that Josh Allen has never reached his full, or has not reached his full potential under him. So we'll, uh, we'll see. This is the beginning of the end for the Buffalo Bills. It can be. It very well can be because typically you see this. You see really top, like highly touted quarterback, should be doing a lot, not doing a lot. Okay, fire the OC who's been there. Next up, see if he performs better. Maybe get rid of Sean McDermott. Is Sean McDermott on the hot seat? If he's gone, and then you pull the trigger on Josh Allen to get him out of there. So we'll see. Hopefully, it doesn't result in that. Hopefully, they figure this out. But yeah, I just just want the record to be stated. I tried to tell everybody primetime Josh Allen, he's not that guy. I keep trying to tell everybody. Nobody wants to listen. Primetime Josh Allen. Hey, put him in that one o'clock slot. Bro, he's going to throw for 400 yards, pass for five touchdowns run for five touchdowns, run for another 250. Fits out in that one o'clock slate. Put him in prime time. Kind of folds up. 
when well, they got some playing bad like losses decent. on their record, bro. Five and five. They lost the Jets on opening night. They've lost the Jags, the Patriots, who are two and eight. And then the Broncos. Those are those are bad losses, dude. Jags isn't a terrible loss, but the fact that you lost the Patriots, the Broncos, and the Jets, bro, it's not good. And if I were to tell you, if I would have told you in August that through 10 weeks of the season, the Houston Texans would have a better record than the Buffalo Bills, I think you would have like. I think I you would have legit just. I would have drove to your house and beat the shit out of you for you. You like, you would have been like, I think I'm just gonna do this. Po- I I think I'm just gonna do this podcast alone. I think you would have just like, hey, yeah, just you're, you're, getting, you're delusional now. You must be on some some crack or something. So we're gonna yeah. have to cut cut you loose. I don't know if they're serving that, you up there. But that's the reality, and you it know is. why? CJ CJ Stroud is that dude. He has. We talk about intangibles. Okay, players actually, there's intangibles that do come with players. Um, you, you see, the thing is, Stroud is well prepared. He knows how to read the defenses. Fuck the S2 exam, whatever it is, saying that he couldn't, he couldn't, Bro, how whatever. What if, I, what if I told you before the season begun? That by week 10, C.J. Stroud would be polling higher on the MVP polls than Josh Allen. His odds are better to win the MVP than Josh Allen is. What if I also told you Brock Purdy's numbers warranted him with better odds than Josh Allen to win the MVP? That's insane, dude. I, first of all, I think... I I would I mean I'm very open to hearing opposing arguments but who I think Stroud is the front runner for MVP. People want to talk about what is your record and whatnot. Bro, who is the MVP over Stroud? Mahomes right now. Mahomes is No. The Chiefs yeah, haven't mean... even played that the Chiefs honestly <laughs> What I learned when the Chiefs played the Dolphins, the Chiefs' defense is fucking good. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the Chiefs' offense, Mahomes and them, they haven't really got rolling yet. They, they're just kind of, they've been kind of coasting, in my opinion. Um, I know eventually they'll click and they'll turn it on, but up to this point, I don't think Mahomes has, I think Stroud has a better argument for MVP over Mahomes. Jalen Hurts, Tua Tagovailoa, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson are the ones. I think Lamar Jackson maybe um, because he's playing phenomenal right now. I would say Stroud, Lamar Jackson. I wouldn't say Joe Burrow just because literally Stroud just beat Put money on him. Put money on Stroud. Why not? I mean, can we just give him the rookie of the year at least? Can we just award that to him? Because I think that's locked in. Like, that's not he's even a, nobody. That's not even question. On Fanduel right now, he's plus two thousand to win the MVP. You know, my man's doesn't it's even. So have ni- hey, it's so nice for one. You know how long it's been since it's been nice to be a Texans fan, bro. Never. It's it's literally never. Well, actually, when um, Andre Johnson whooped that Tennessee player, Cortland Finnegan. <laughs> That was a good day to be a Texans fan. That was probably the only other day that I felt good to be a Texans fan. All right, chill out, bro. You, we we had some good times when we had Jake. Bro, I don't Mark, remember any Brian of the Watson era, bro. I don't remember any of that. So I'm not even talking about. I'm talking about when we had Arian Foster, Andre Johnson, oh, yeah. JJ Watt, Brian Cushing. Uh, I think of Brian TJ, Cushing, bro. and he's like, you know, going up to that. I forgot who it was, and just like smashing his face against his helmet and is bleeding. He doesn't yeah. give a because he was that dude, bro. Like, yeah, that uh, we had a little. I mean, why not squad. TJ, bro? That's true. It was it, defense was fun to watch. In t- but the, the I, but I I do feel you though because this time it's a little different. It's different because we are getting talked about on national media outlets. 
we are one of the biggest CJ Stroud and the Texans being one of the biggest stories. D'Amico Ryan's being on Pat McAfee show. We're actually getting traction and people actually believing in us. Whereas back in August, I remember people asking me, Oh, like what's your NFL team? I'm like, Texans and they're like oh I'm sorry I'm like I know it'll be all right could be could be like, worse you could be a Cowboys fan and now I walk around the office because they be trying to talk to me about a and i I'm like A&M what's that I'm a Houston Texans fan what's up <laughs> who that <laughs> lose my number who that who that H-Town but, uh, H-Town yeah man I, I'm it's exciting to see what the Texans have been able to do so far I hope we could keep it up maybe maybe run give Jaguars a run for the money for the division and for a playoff spot. I think if we get a playoff spot, bro, I don't even care if we lose that first playoff game. It It'd be I, huge. It's huge. I'll I'll I mean it's equivalent of winning the Super Bowl for us in this first year where we had no expectations. Fresh, young, young peeps. Still learning. I mean it, it, it's it's amazing to see, and I'm excited. I love I love the direction we're going in. Um, yeah, I'm... yeah. I uh, I'm excited to be a Texans fan for the first time. It's nice that both my NFL teams are actually, you know, doing something. Uh, the Eagles, I have more faith in than the Texans, but it's nice that I'm geographically closer to the Texans. So I can actually like go go to one of those games if I really wanted to. Um, oh, I mean, this is a big game. This was a big win. And it was a measuring stick game too. It's like, can we go into Cincinnati and beat like Joe Burrow and the Bengals? The big, the big, another game winning drive too. Never, never doubted. Never honestly. doubted, bro. I think the commentator said that when they, when he walked out there it was like, you know, did this last week, you know, plenty of time on the clock. Like they were saying all this shit. They said like when Patrick Mahomes walks on the field, it's like oh, Brady. Yeah. Like everything looks good. Plenty of time, couple timeouts in the pocket, like defense mm-hmm. is tired. They've been on the field a bunch. Like, you know what I mean? Like they start saying yeah. some stuff. And you're like, Oh yeah, the offense is about to roll. Like, let's go. It's like, yeah. yeah, he's been completing like the last nine out of like last, you know, nine out of 12 passes. You know, first downs like he, he, they they were saying all the stuff and then he just fucking drove down the field and scored or kicked the field goal. I was like, all one, right, let's go. One of the best things I heard was that like, did Tyler Boyd really like drop the game winning pass touchdown pass? Because I mean, he could have caught that. That doesn't mean they're winning. There's still a minute forty on the clock, and yeah. CJ Stroud could still go downfield and score a touchdown mm-hmm. and win the game. Mm-hmm. And when I heard that, I was like, bro, this, he's the truth, bro. Bro, he is. Because that's only some shit you would say about Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. Peyton Manning, yeah. Top top of the top. You wouldn't even say that about Josh Allen. (laughs) No, you wouldn't. Is this the end of Josh Allen? Or, like, what what do we do here? Like, does another coach fix him? Or I shouldn't say fix him because he's not playing bad. They just... They just don't look good. Does that make sense? Like, they're not like. He's playing bad, dude. I don't like. He's playing bad by his standards, but I don't think he's like. Two interceptions. You're right. Okay, you're right. He's playing bad. He's playing bad. But I don't think he's a bad quarterback. Like, I don't think you move on from him. Like, I think you get somebody in there and, like, he is still cream of the crop, you know, prototypical, one of the best in the game. But he's not, you're right, like he is playing bad right now. But I think that can be fixed. I think the issue with him is simply he doesn't he doesn't know how to read defenses. I think that attributes, because the thing is, his issue is turnovers. He turns the ball over. And no matter how great you are, and yeah, he's great. Um, yeah, ball security, job security. You can't turn the ball over because that just eliminates whatever great, drive or what, whatever you did that was good eliminated because you turned the ball over and I think a lot of that is attributed to 
him not knowing what to do in certain situations because he doesn't know what the defense is doing. And I think once either he needs to get better at that and fix that up, but at the same time he's been in the league decent amount of time now. I feel yeah, like you know you see you see Patrick Mahomes getting better at it. you see these other quarterbacks getting better at that, whereas he's kind of stagnant. Um, so I guess for offensive coordinating purposes, you got to get a guy in there that just makes things simple for him. Yeah. He's just got to breathe, man. Like he's got so much, I feel like pressure on him to perform and it like, he's just not performing. Like it's, this is a team that we've talked about for a couple of years now going to the Super Bowl, And, you know, we've witnessed how difficult it is to, actually even make the playoffs, win in the playoffs, win those hard games when you're losing at halftime and push through and win the Super Bowl with injuries and how long the season. I mean, it's it's not easy. And we put this expectation on him several years ago. So, yeah, just make it simple and just have him, like, breathe a little bit because he doesn't need to win a Super Bowl this year or next year. But, like, he does need to get his shit together. Like, he needs to be, you know, he can be a – a franchise quarterback and win Super Bowls. I just not this year. That's for sure. <laughs> he needs he needs Brian Daywell. Yeah, does he? I don't think he does. What are you talking about? That's when when those peak Super Bowl. Oh, that's was when Brian Daywell uh, was his yeah. offensive coordinator. <laughs> okay, I'm thinking I'm thinking like Giants Brian Daywell. I'm like not sure that's the answer. <laughs> it's not not a good answer, but I'm with you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The Giants certainly aren't going to keep Brian Dable because they've gotten worse since last year. So I don't think that in a way, I kind of don't think it's his fault. I think the team just sucks. There's not very good talent. They definitely do suck. Last year, I feel like they way over performed. They, the, at the second half of the season. Yeah. They went on a pretty mean run the second half of the season. Yeah. And, but ultimately it's just, that talent level is not there. Um, yeah. I couldn't even name you other than Saquon Barkley, some of the players on the Giants. And I'm not. Sterling Shepard. Oh, <laughs> he's still on the team? Jeez. No, no, no. I don't think so. <laughs> he's getting paid $15 million to catch one pass somewhere else. I don't even know. Yeah. And so. Joey Otani wins MVP, by the way. Breaking news 32 minutes ago. Unanimous. Tony yeah. and Acuna win the Acuna. MVP. Not surprising. Otani, whenever he whenever he signs, he's a free agent right now. Whenever he signs, that's gonna be, gonna a be gross, dude. Fat contract. Yeah, that gonna, is. I'm, I'm, where I'm is he from? Is he is he Japanese or where is he from? Japanese. Bro, man's gonna be able to go back and buy all of Japan with how much money they're gonna fucking give him, dude. I'm expecting nothing less than ten years and like six hundred mil. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm thinking like seven fifty. He might be like this might be like the first player they may like negotiate like a percentage of the team or something to him. You know, that kind of he like, has ownership you know stake I mean? in the team and yeah, shit. like it's it's like I mean that's how good he is, bro. He can pitch and hit, bro. Come on. Um Man. Let's see. What else do we got? What else happened in the NFL? Well, the sky is not falling for the San Francisco 49ers. They beat the Jaguars 34-3. I don't think there's much to touch on there. I told you they were going to um, be back. Huh? I told you they were going to bounce right back. Yeah. The Giants actually scored against the Cowboys this go-around, but still lost um, with the Giants putting up another 40-plus bomb, 49-17. to 17. At least the Giants scored 17 points in the second half. Um, Raiders beat the Jets, which was not so good. Uh, Raiders are rolling after getting rid of McDaniels. Good for them. Good for them. Keep smoking cigars. Mark Davis looks badass in those whitewashed jeans. Bull cut is going to need to change, but I mean, I can't question a billionaire. And then, yeah, we already talked about everything else. So that's everything I got, though. Got a good uh, Thursday night game tonight for once. Not every day you got a good Thursday night game. Cincinnati versus Baltimore. It's gonna be oh, a good. It's gonna be a very, very good game. Uh, yeah, it's a shame I won't be able to watch. Got myself a little, little fancy date here. 
Oh shit. Old Dataruski. Oh shit. This is the one we uh we moved around a little bit. We I moved I I canceled I think the pod or something a couple weeks ago for this one. We've been trying to like get together, bro. First dates are weird, man. First dates are weird. Maybe that's what we'll re- recoup next time we're on. This is what that how that turned out. We'll see if if you remember. Um bet. but yeah. Two fans you know where to find us. At Slice Dabbles Pod, at Slice Dabbles Podcast. Every week. Wednesday, Thursday, something along those lines. But uh we will see you next time.